Well, good morning, you all. Circumstances. All of us know circumstances, or at least we have experiential knowledge of what it feels like when our life situation changes. We know life's ups and downs, good times and hard times, life and death, joy and sorrow. We've known sickness and health, strength and weakness, pain and peace. All of us have lived. We've done this day to day, week in, week out thing. All of us know circumstances and often when our circumstances are difficult, it's very hard for us to trust God and what he's doing in our lives. 10 years ago, I was living in Raleigh, North Carolina. I had finished a seven year time at another occupation where I gave all that I had working with at-risk youth. I was in Raleigh and I was praying for my next place in ministry. And it seemed that God was not answering my prayers, at least when I wanted them answered. My circumstances at that time were difficult. But the Lord in his providence and in his own time, he sent some people to me at the right time to give me words of encouragement and words of wisdom, which led to my moving up here. Our passage today looks at the circumstances of an aged couple, a godly couple, who learn that God has purpose in our circumstances. Our passage today is Luke chapter 1, verses 5 to 25 and 57 to 66. Hear now the word of the Lord. In the days of Herod, king of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah of the division of Abijah. And he had a wife from the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God, walking blamelessly in all the commandments and statutes of the Lord. But they had no child because Elizabeth was barren, and both were advanced in years. Now, while he was serving as priest before God, when his division was on duty, according to the custom of the priesthood, he was chosen by lot to enter the temple of the Lord and burn incense. And the whole multitude of the people were praying outside at the hour of incense. And there appeared to him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense. Zechariah was troubled when he saw him. and Fear fell upon him. Uh, but the angel said to him, do not be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayer has been heard and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son and you shall call his name John and you will have joy and gladness and many will rejoice at his birth for he will be great before the Lord. He must not drink wine or strong drink 
And he will be filled with the Holy Spirit, even from his mother's womb. And he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. And he will go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready for the Lord a people prepared. And Zechariah said to the angel, how shall I know this? For I'm an old man. My wife is advanced in years. And the angel answered him, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God. And I was sent to speak to you and to bring you this good news. And behold, you will be silent and unable to speak until the day that these things take place, because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their time. And the people were waiting for Zechariah, and they were wondering at his delay in the temple. And when he came out, he was unable to speak to them. And they realized that he had seen a vision in the temple, and he kept making signs to them and remained mute. And when his time of service was ended, he went to his home. After these days, his wife Elizabeth conceived, and for five months she kept herself hidden, saying, Thus the Lord has done for me in the days when he looked on me to take away my reproach among people. Now the time came for Elizabeth to give birth, and she bore a son. <clears throat> and her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had shown great mercy to her, and they rejoiced with her. And on the eighth day, they came to circumcise the child, and they would have called him Zechariah after his father. But his mother answered, no, he shall be called John. And they said to her, none of your relatives is called by this name. They made signs to his father, inquiring what he wanted him to be called. He asked for a writing table, and he wrote, his name is John. And they all wondered. And immediately his mouth was opened. And his tongue loosed, and he spoke, blessing God. Fear came on all their neighbors, and all these things were talked about through all the hill country of Judea. And all who heard them laid them up in their hearts, saying, What then will this child be? For the hand of the Lord was with him. This is the word of the Lord. Let's pray together. Our Father and our God, by your Spirit, grant us light to see, ears to hear, and hearts willing to change in accordance with your holy word. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. And there are four lessons that I would like for us to see in our passage today. And the first is this, God has purpose in your circumstances and prayers. God has purpose in your circumstances and prayers. Let's look at the circumstances of Zechariah and Elizabeth. Zechariah and his wife Elizabeth belong to the tribe of Levi. Zechariah is a priest, which means he's got responsibilities in the temple for the people of Israel before God. Elizabeth is a descendant of Aaron. Aaron was the first high priest of Israel. She's also a relative of Mary, the mother of Jesus. The two are a godly couple, Zechariah and Elizabeth. They, they live for the Lord. 
They honor the word of the Lord. They pursue righteousness and, and, and they pursue uh, just and faithful living. God's word orders everyday life for them. They are childless. Elizabeth is barren and now they are up in years. We know that Zechariah and Elizabeth wanted to have children because of what the angel says to Zechariah later in the temple. The two have been praying for a child. They've been crying out to God for a child. For many, many years, God has been silent to their prayers. God did not answer their prayer when they wanted him to answer. In their youth, I imagine they prayed for children, expected them, but God did not answer them in their youth. And here may I say that it's important for us to always remember God's purposes are mysterious. We don't know exactly what God is up to in our lives. And Zechariah and Elizabeth didn't either. Well, did William Cooper write, God moves in a mysterious way, his wonders to perform. He plants his footsteps in the sea and rides upon the storm. Judge not the Lord by feeble sense, but trust him for his grace. Behind a frowning providence, God hides a smiling face. God had purpose in the circumstances and prayers of Zechariah and Elizabeth, which leads to our second lesson. God's purpose has perfect preparation. God's purpose has perfect preparation. For Zechariah and Elizabeth, their being without a child, even into their elderly years, was a part of God's purpose for their life journey. And it was also preparation for the greatest and most pivotal moment for all time. This married couple walked with God every day. They loved God's instruction. They believe in the Lord. They pour out their hearts to him regularly in prayer. They remind us of Abraham and Sarah, don't they? The first sermon in our Advent series, Pastor Bill preached about the elderly Abraham and Sarah being old and without children, and yet God had a purpose. To the lineage of Abraham, God gave this wonderful promise that all of the families of the earth would be blessed. Zechariah and Elizabeth are a part of that purpose. That great, perp that great promise God gave to Abraham and, and, and Sarah is now coming to pass. Zechariah is in the temple one day carrying out his normal duties. It's a day that Zechariah will never forget. As he is in the temple burning incense and praying, an angel of the Lord appears standing by the right side of the altar of incense. And the angel, he tells his name, his name is Gabriel. He comes with good news. Fear not, Zechariah. Fear not. 
Your prayer has been heard, and Elizabeth, your wife, is going to bear you a son, and you're going to call him John. God has been listening. God has not forgotten about you. God has been preparing something for humanity. God has guided all of history, especially to this period of time, because of what it will mean for people like me and you. Zechariah and Elizabeth were chosen by God to be the parents of one of the greatest prophets the world would ever know. What does Gabriel tell Zechariah? You're going to have a son. Even in your old age, you're going to name him John. and His name means God is gracious. You'll have joy and happiness and people will rejoice at John's birth. John will be great before the Lord. I love that. John is to be set apart to the Lord even from the womb. And haven't we heard that before? (laughs) John will be filled with the Holy Spirit even from the womb. John will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. And here you got to keep in mind everything that the people of God had been through up to this point. The northern kingdom essentially erased. The southern kingdom had been sent into exile for idolatry. Now we come to a place where they've returned, but their glory and splendor is not like it was. God had been silent a long time. John will go before the Lord in the spirit and power of Elijah, meaning John will be a great prophet. But this prophet will come just before the Lord comes, answering a prophecy in the book of Malachi. John will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children. He will turn the disobedient to the wisdom of the just. John will prepare a people for the coming of the Lord. Later in chapter 1, Zechariah, he's going to prophesy about his son, and he says this, you shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation, of deliverance to his people in the forgiveness of their sins because of the tender mercy of God. God ordained, God planned, that Zechariah and Elizabeth be part of the preparation of the coming of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the only Savior of the world. God ordained that Zechariah and Elizabeth's circumstances of childlessness and their prayers be a part of their own preparation for God's plan of salvation Their son John's going to be a prophet who tells the people to repent, to turn away from sin, and turn to God 
Their son John is the prophet who said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Their son John, he's going to be pointing people to Jesus Christ. John will say, He, Jesus, must increase and I must decrease. Their son John, he is also going to stand and speak truth, if you will, to power. And he'll lose his life. He will lose his head because of it. The son of Zechariah and Elizabeth would devote his entire life to the Lord, to his Lord. Gabriel brought good news. But what is his response? This leads to the third lesson. What is, what is his response? The third lesson is God's purpose will always be carried out perfectly. God's purpose will always be carried out perfectly. Have, have any of you ever thought, if God would just give me a sign, if he'd send me an angel, he'd do something spectacular and miraculous, then I would believe. Then I'd know what to do. Well, Zechariah is proof positive that that is not necessarily the case. Gabriel brings good news for a a faithful couple. An angel from heaven appears, but Zechariah is like us, is he not? Notice his response. It's unbelief. You got to give me some proof. (laughs) How in the world can I believe you? I need some evidence. Sisters and brothers, hear this. God will carry out his word. God will keep his promises. God will carry out his purpose even though we may not believe and struggle with trusting him. Paul writes in one of the letters to Timothy, he is faithful even when we are faithless. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Gabriel gives Zechariah some news that I'm sure Zechariah was thinking to himself, if only I'd kept my mouth closed and trusted God's word. I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God Almighty. God sent me to speak to you. And to bring you this good news, from now until the birth of your child, you won't be able to say one word. If you will, Gabriel pushes the mute button on Zechariah's Zoom meeting. Elizabeth, though, how does she respond? She rejoices in the mercy of God to her in her old age blessing her with a child. In due course of time, Elizabeth bears a son and calls him John. At John's circumcision, the officials, they want to give him another name, the name of his father, but Elizabeth says he's to be called John. Now Zechariah. Now Zechariah, in essence, steps up to the plate. He lets the people know on a tablet, and no, not a digital one. He lets them know his name is John. And immediately his mouth is opened. And what does he do? What does he do? 
A man whose mouth has been silenced because of his unbelief. And yet God brings to pass exactly what he told him. He blesses God. Amen. The fourth and last lesson I want you to know this morning is this. God wants you to trust his purpose in every season of your life. God wants you to trust his purpose in every season of your life. He wants us to trust his word. Throughout all of history, God has been preparing the world for the coming of Jesus Christ, the Savior. At Advent, we celebrate the coming of Jesus. We celebrate our Savior. The ministry of John the Baptist was all about convincing his people to trust in Jesus, the Messiah. God wants us today, be you Christian or non-Christian, God wants us today to trust in Jesus. I heard a pastor say once, life is about God. All of life is about God. And when our lives and our circumstances bring us worry and concern, and it seems that God is not answering our prayers, remember, God has sent to us Jesus. John the Baptist experienced doubt in his own circumstances once. Do you remember this? He's in prison for telling the truth. He literally is about to lose his head. And he sends messengers to back to Jesus, the one he previously said, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Now his circumstances are different. He says, go and ask him, are you the one? How does Jesus respond to his cousin, the prophet? Jesus sends back word to John, the word of God, the scriptures that John knew. He gives him words that he can trust just before he enters into eternity. God wants us to trust in Jesus. I want to give you a few more verses from God moves in a mysterious way. But I should tell you this. William Cooper was a man who suffered from severe depression. Severe depression. His friend John Newton, the man who wrote Amazing Grace, often attempted to encourage him. And out of his circumstances, he wrote this hymn. God moves in a mysterious way. He wrote a song about trusting God in the hard circumstances of life. Ye fearful saints, fresh courage take. The clouds you so much dread are big with mercy and shall break in blessings on your head. God's purposes will ripen fast, unfolding every hour. The bud may have a bitter taste Sweet will be the flower. Blind, I love this, blind unbelief is sure to err and scan God's works in vain. God is his own interpreter. and He will make it plain. God cares about your life. God cares about my life. And he is with us, brothers and sisters, in every season and every circumstance. In the grace of God, 
by his spirit, may we trust in God's purposes through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Let's pray together. Our Father and our God, we thank you for good news. Lord, in the circumstances of life, when they are difficult, you are present. Father, you've given us the Savior of the world, and we need not fear anything, but Lord, we thank you that you are with us. Oh, Lord, even in our fears, even in our doubt, you don't abandon us. Lord, in Christ, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you for your word today about John, about Zechariah and Elizabeth. And Lord, may we be women and men who trust you, who trust the word of God. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.